Two friends, Alan Dale and Jerry Carew, who grew up just a few streets apart in St. John's East End, have been separated by Canada's geography for three decades. They came together virtually during the pandemic to chat about like-minded interests. Alan lives in PEI and Jerry in Newfoundland. Thriving in remoteness has been a common theme for both of them during the pandemic. Gale Force wins. The podcast is the result. And welcome to Gale Force Winds. I'm Alan Dale, and with me as always, my good buddy from the East End of St. John's, Jerry Carew. How are you, Jerry? Doing well, Alan. We're getting into July here now at the time of this recording, so the weather has actually turned poor into July. Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the what you and I are doing is pretty exciting. Uh, the people that we've been talking to, uh, you know, in our preamble with Michelle, we were talking about how many hours we've got recorded. The people are just inspirational. And um, the person that we have today, Michelle Sims, is at the epicenter of a technological revolution, I think, in St. John's. So, you know, Alan, I'm, I'm just looking forward to digging in. Absolutely, Jerry. So many great stories of success coming out of Newfoundland. And all of those ideas and those concepts have to originate somewhere. There's a genesis behind it all somewhere. And we're so pleased to have Michelle Sims, the CEO and president of the Genesis Center in St. John's, Newfoundland, to talk to us today. I can't wait to get into the conversation. So, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Alan and Jerry, so much for inviting me to participate in uh, Gale Force Winds. I've been following you on social media, and so far, it's been amazing. Um, so I, as mentioned, my name is Michelle Sims. I'm the president and CEO of Genesis. And at Genesis, we exist to help build amazing companies. We work almost exclusively with high-growth technology companies. And at present, we have uh, about 20,000 square feet of space in the city of St. John's that we use to house technology companies. And uh, we've been working with them for about 25 years in total. Uh, so, uh, you know, a long-standing history now. Lots of great success companies, successful companies have come through the Genesis Center. Uh, our clients and grads have raised over $620 million in investment. 97% of that has come from outside of the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. And uh, they've created more than 2,000 jobs. So uh, we're very proud of the companies that we serve and uh, very proud of the work that we get to do every day. Michelle, the, the Genesis Center sounds amazing, and I can't wait to dive into it. I know that you're perched on the top of Signal Hill with a commanding view of St. John's Harbor, and I and I think that's probably by design, too. You want to be on top and overlooking, and, and these ideas are generated from a, a pretty high-altitude look at what you want to do, and that's a, a great location to be in. In fact, when I was a young fellow, I used to go swimming right there in the Battery Hotel, so it's uh, near and dear to my heart, that part of St. John's for sure. Michelle, but I'd like to know a little bit about you. Where did you start? How did you find yourself in the epicenter of this incredible organization? Well, I've often reflected on that myself. So I was born and raised in St. Anthony, Newfoundland and, and uh, Labrador on the northern coast. And um, my, I was born into a 
I guess, a second-generation family business. And so my parents, both of them, are entrepreneurs and have been their entire life. Uh, They have gone from trucking company to games arcades to furniture stores to hardware stores uh, and uh, real estate and everything in between. So it's been fun growing up in that environment. I I would say I had a uh, fairly non-traditional experience upbringing because I was, you know, pulled into the the business in at various points in time to help when I could at, at very young ages. And uh, that gave me incredible exposure and incredible insight into what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So I think um, I always knew that I was going to follow the entrepreneurial journey. I think my parents are a little disappointed perhaps that I didn't start my own company, but I think they're excited that I get to work with other entrepreneurs every single day. Um, I moved to St. John's to go to university back uh, in uh, in the early or the late 90s, I guess. And um I've been here ever since. I have uh, two young boys at home, one nine and one 13, and uh, they're very exciting, very energetic. And uh, I I draw a lot of energy from them for sure. They're very uh, athletic. So I'm a hockey mom, a soccer mom, a karate mom, a baseball mom, kind of, kind of doing it all, but it's, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, you're you're spinning a lot of plates by the sounds of <laughs> I, I have two boys. I have two boys, Michelle. I, I was coaching at one point uh three teams, and uh that was something else. I did 10 years of that, and I've graduated now from that to uh to having some time to myself on Saturdays, which is nice. But you do miss that, believe me. Enjoy it while you're doing it because it goes quick. Yeah, we missed it in COVID times for sure. Michelle, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, around the kitchen table in St. Anthony as uh, mom and dad were growing these businesses. Yeah, uh, so, you know, they they had a lot on their plate and they still do uh, lots of, you know, everything from working uh, in the, in a fishery business to trucking to uh, furniture store to games arcades and uh, we always they always talk business around the kitchen table they they're partners in uh, in their business and so uh, you know they brought their work home with them we um, we ended up moving into a, a house that was adjacent to their their building which is the furniture store uh, and so you know the, the people were always coming by the house looking for furniture or looking for uh, you know to pick up this or purchase that or what have you and so it was always a very uh, hectic uh, lifestyle I guess growing up and I just can't become accustomed to that uh, but also a very exciting one because because, um, you know, I got to see firsthand and especially both of my parents have been incredible role models. So I got to see firsthand, uh, you know, just how entrepreneurs operate and how it's not a, a nine to five business by any stretch. I mean, uh, there would there would be times when we were little kids that my mom would work uh, at home with us during the day. And then at night when we go to bed, she'd go to work and pretty much would work all night long. So uh, you know, it's it wasn't easy for them, I'm sure, but uh, uh, from my perspective, it was exciting to watch. It certainly builds a strong work ethic for anybody looking on, right? And, and mm-hmm. obviously, brothers, sisters, are they entrepreneurial as well? 
I have a sister. She works for a family business in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So she hasn't uh, been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug herself either. Uh, but she is working in a family business. So uh, I would say she and she's been with the same company now for well over a decade. So I would say she's uh, uh, pretty well entrenched with the entrepreneurial life, uh, lifestyle and life set as well. It's funny that you mentioned being bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. We've had, we have we uh, have had a lot of entrepreneurs on the podcast, and oftentimes, and people often ask, you know, oh, that person's made it. Why are they still going? Why are they starting something else? What is it about that entrepreneur that they just keep going and they want something new? And and it's not it. it I think it ceases to become about financial gain. It's just a way of their being you want to talk to that a little I think it's passion um you know some entrepreneurs that you see that you know are still going decades later it's because they found things that they're incredibly passionate about whether that is um, you know, safety of people, whether that is uh, changing the world through, you know, cl fighting climate change or food insecurity, uh, or what have you, it's those things that keep them going. And they see, um, they see the picture bigger than many of us, right? Because they look at it and say, um, you know, and there are so many inspirational leaders in our community, if you think about it, they, they just see the, the the world and the picture a little bit bigger and they see the opportunities and and the challenges that need to be solved and from my perspective uh, with the entrepreneurs that I've worked with uh, you know over the last 20 years a lot of it is because they're very very purpose-driven individuals right tell me about St. Anthony what was it like growing up in St. Anthony so it's one of my favorite places in the entire world. Uh, it's a it's a small community. Uh, when I grew up, of course, it was much bigger because the fishery was uh, pretty successful and substantial in the area. Uh, so there would have been about six thousand people living in the community. Uh, unfortunately, it's down to I think about three thousand people right now. Um, but Dr. Grenfell's legacy has had a pretty big impact on the community. Uh, many of my Friends, including myself, growing up, worked in uh, in the Dr. Grenfell, um, you know, properties and and uh, museum, and uh, so it was just an exciting place to grow up. It was a small community. Uh, we were very outdoorsy and active, uh, you know, snowmobiling and snowshoeing and all of those sorts of things, skiing and everything was just. Expected, you you know you you grow up in a in an area where it snows ten months of the year, uh, then you get used to those outdoor activities. Um, I think people there, and I struggled with this when I first moved to St. John's because when I came here, I didn't know anyone in this community or very few. People in St. Anthony are very neighborly. And so if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need something, you just go knock on someone's door and they're eager to help. And I'm sure the same now having lived in St. John's for 20 years, I can say the same is true for here. Uh, but it was a big adjustment moving from a small community like that to this large uh, community and to the university where, you know, 20, there were 20,000 approximate uh, students on campus at any given point in time when my whole community had no more than 5,000. So it was a big adjustment. 
Chanel, <laughs> I have a quick story about St. Anthony. Um, I actually used to be in the digital transformation of the newspaper business. And my role was to travel the island. So uh, my mom, who lived in Halifax, actually uh, would travel with me periodically. So this one time I said, Mom, I've got to go to St. Anthony. So we, we literally, she was here in St. John's, got in the car, drove straight to St. Anthony. We stopped three times to have coffee and, and tea, but uh, what a wonderful visit we had. And it's an incredible memory of my mom who just recently passed away. So I just wanted to mention that. Great, mm -hmm. great. Awesome. And the people that we work with there are just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the people there are incredible. Yeah. Michelle, tell us about... Uh, and one of our first podcasts was uh, a woman who grew up in uh, Grand Bank. And we asked her about that trip on the Slaney's taxi in the St. John's to go to university. And she talked passionately about that kind of first experience moving to St. John's. And what was that like for you coming from St. Anthony? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was obviously a very exciting time when you're 18 years old and you get to move away from home and, and, you know, move to a, a new world, it is obviously something that's very exciting. It was nerve wracking and scary, of course. Uh, but, you know, I had lots of friends from grade 12. And, and, you know, they were some that were in their second year of university, that um, I got to hang out with and spend a lot of time with. And I think you get to know and, and build closer and stronger relationships with people when you're in your first couple of years of university because it's just you and them and uh, you've kind of got to figure things out together. We had lots of fun and it was, uh, you know, it was exciting times. I, I did the uh, Bachelor of Business Administration program at MUN, so um, I worked uh, pretty, pretty well through my entire degree. I worked at the Y Enterprise Center. Uh, I started when I was a student uh, in a summer job at the Y, and uh, they offered me the opportunity to stay on through the fall and winter. And I took that, and I think I ended up being there for a total of uh, just shy of five years. So almost the entire time that I was uh, going through university, I was working with them. And that gave me an, uh, a, an incredible opportunity to get to know people in the, in the St. John's area and meet you know, business people and, and what have you. So it, uh, it really worked out well. Mom and dad must've been incredibly proud that you were heading off to do a business degree with their business background. Yeah. Although I will say that uh, for the last uh, 20 plus years, they've been begging me to start my own company. So <laughs> I think they, uh, I think they would, they are very proud of course, but I think they would like it a whole lot more if I was uh, to start something of my own or to go back and, and uh, you know, work with them and, and take over. So uh, yeah, su they're super proud, but also uh, wa wanting their daughters to follow in their footsteps, I guess. <laughs> Michelle, I have a sense, and I don't know all the board members of the Genesis Center, but I would be sure that they do not want your parents to influence you to go anywhere at this stage, <laughs> given the growth and success that the Genesis Center has had. But I can't speak for the board because I don't know them. But so Michelle, No, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, there's no doubt that you're helping start a lot of companies or certainly helping those companies get underway, uh, if not your own. And I'm sure it's like anything, all in, all in good time, I'm sure, as Brian Tobin <laughs> used to say, all in good time. So uh, on that note, now, let's talk a little bit about how you found uh, your way to the Genesis Center. Where, where, where did that, how did you make your way there? Yeah, actually, my career path has been pretty linear uh, compared to a lot of other people. So as I mentioned, I worked at the Y Enterprise Center for just shy of five years. The last year that I was at the Y Enterprise Center, I was offered an opportunity to work on a project called Genesis Web. And Genesis Web was a virtual incubator. Uh, so it was, you, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, of course, the dot-com uh, bust was was happening. And uh, we had, uh, I guess, through the Y and a partnership with the Genesis Center, we had established a virtual incubator that was servicing the entire uh, province of Newfoundland and Labrador. And we were offering business consulting uh, over the internet, which was sort of, you know, Know, the first of its kind in, in Newfoundland and Labrador at that time. And so I took over uh, that program. We grew the number of participants from about five to, I think, 44 by the time the project shut down. We, uh, we ended up losing funding for it. And I think it just it was starting to get momentum, but it was just too late. And we ended up losing, losing funding for the initiative. And uh, so my time with the Y was coming to an end. And uh, the Genesis Center had an opening for a five for for five months for a business analyst. And so they said, you did a great job on the, on the Genesis web project. Would you consider coming over with us for five months? And that'll give you plenty of time to, you know, start your job search and look for something else. And I said, absolutely. And five months have turned into uh, 19 years, <laughs> 19 <laughs> years this month. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So you must have the most corporate knowledge of anybody at, at the Genesis Center? Yeah, well, I, you know, certainly right now uh, I do, for sure. We've had some long-term employees in the past, but uh, of, the, of the current crop of us, uh, I certainly have, have been uh, the longest standing employee. Tell us about the team at the Genesis Center. Tell us about the, the, the group that you work with. The team at Genesis is absolutely incredible. I am so blessed to be able to work with them every day. Um, I have superstars on my team. I have, uh, you know, former founders. Several of, uh, of our team members are founders and, you know, have had their own companies before, one of which was a client of the Genesis Center previously uh, with his company. And uh, so that was re that's really exciting to be able to see him in action every day with our companies. Uh, we have, you know, accounting professionals on staff that are just amazing at what they do. Um, very skilled, very knowledgeable. Uh, I have a marketing and communications coordinator who has a ton of knowledge and works really closely with our companies, uh, making sure that they get the exposure that they uh, deserve and that, you know, our stories and their stories are getting shared regularly. Uh, yeah, I'm just incredibly blessed with the team that we have because they're, uh, they're absolutely amazing. I, that's great. Uh, spoken like a true leader, right? Absolutely. Um, Michelle, we often talk about uh, with our guests about the importance 
of the collaboration between community, industry, government, and academia, those four big pillars, which in many cases sometimes tend to be siloed up. And it takes organizations and, and, and groups like yourself to break down those silos and allow everybody to work collaborative, collaboratively together. And when that happens, beautiful things happen. Mm-hmm. Success happens. And, uh, and it's so, and, and what we're finding is that there's so much of that in Newfoundland at the moment and, and perhaps has been for a very long time, but we've not really looked at it through that lens. Talk to me a little bit about that collaboration, specifically in Newfoundland. What is it about Newfoundland and Labrador where people just want to see others succeed? What is it about that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's been so much, as you've been discussing there, so much going through my mind. I think uh, it's one of the keys of success. We just talked about team. Obviously, team is is a critical uh, success factor. And what you just described is, as Rob Greenwood, Dr. Rob Greenwood at the university would describe, is the uh, quadruple helix, right, of, you know, government working with industry, working with university, working with uh, with others. So uh, it's, um, it, it is a key to our success at Genesis without the entrepreneurs and the graduates of Genesis giving back to our community without the ACOAs and the provincial government providing financial support for our organization, without the university and and the city of St. John's providing us with space and and, uh, additional services to operate. And, uh, you know, without other supporting uh, groups like our our sponsors and whatnot, Genesis just wouldn't exist. And we wouldn't be able to do the great work that we're doing today. Uh, And so, you know, one of the most important things for us is making sure that we have a very collaborative startup community. Uh, We work really closely with the Memorial Center for Entrepreneurship. We work really closely with TechNL um, and with a number of other partners and players in Newfoundland and Labrador. And that is so important to us because it's through those partnerships and through those collaborations that you build the best startups. It truly does take a village to raise a startup. Um, you cannot have just the Genesis Center alone um, and, and, and working in a silo and expect to get a Verifin or expect to get a Genoa design because each of those organizations, the, you know, the Hay Orcas, the, the Milk Movements, all of those companies have relied on the supports of all of us and many more besides. So uh, it truly does take a village. And I think, um, you know, there probably was a period of time where we weren't working as collaboratively in this province as we should have been or could have been. Um, I would say all of that is gone now. We work really closely together as a as a startup community. Uh, we collaborate on things. We, you know, engage with entities like Eastern Health, with, you know, entities like Nelchi, um, with several departments in, in the government, uh, immigration department, finance department, and others. So, it, uh, you know, it really is starting to to work together. And, you, you know, you you alluded to, well, why, uh, why is that? What is that about Newfoundland and Labrador? And I think we've come to the realization 
And maybe it took us a few trips of, you know, going to Waterloo or going to Silicon Valley uh, to figure this out. But we've come to the realization that you have to work together in order to build the successful companies, because what a company needs in year one is very different from what they need in year five. And what they need when they're at a million dollars in sales is very different from what they need when they're at 10 million or a hundred million dollars in sales. And so uh, you need the supports and you need people to be working together and uh, connecting the dots. And so, for example, we've had a talent issue in this province for the last number of uh, years in the tech sector. And we've worked very closely with, uh, and when I say we, it's, you know, Tech NL and Genesis and the graduate companies have worked very closely with Memorial University and the College of the North Atlantic and private colleges like Kean. Uh, and uh, what is resulting from that is more programming, more students, more graduates, which results in better and more talent. So, you know, it does take that full and concerted effort sometimes. Fantastic. <laughs> to, hear, to hear that. Now, Michelle, that, that what you described, everybody, every community you go to across, I mean, around the globe have these tech startups and these innovative hubs and all of this, but they're not producing the the Verifins and the Kraken Robotics and the Genoa Designs and they're not and the and the Blue Drops they're not sprouting out in the numbers that that's happening in Newfoundland. What is it about Newfoundland and Labradorians that makes all of this tick? What is it about them? What's in their genetics that makes all of this work? Well, I think we're we're collaborative by nature. I mean, you have to be if you if you grew up in Newfoundland and Labrador, especially if you were connected to the fishery, you have to rely on your neighbors, uh, and uh, and that's really the culture in which we all grew up in in this province. Is that we work together, we support one another. You know, when someone is is down and out, everyone else is around them to help and and help lift them up. So, uh, you know, that is a, there is a bit of that in our blood, I think, and. In, and in our culture, but also I would say we've also learned a lot about startup communities and how they operate. A number of people in our community have visited Israel. I've visited Silicon Valley a number of times. I've been in Waterloo many times. Um, we've we've all read the books about, you know, Brad Feld's books about startup communities uh, and, um, and have taken away lots of really great tips from that. He always talks about the give first model and startup communities and how, you know, you give with your time, you give with your money, you give with your uh, advice and your, uh, you know, and your guidance and, uh, and entrepreneurs will, will gain from that and your startup community will grow and build and strengthen from that. And so, you know, many, many people in this community have taken on that mantra, whether they know it or realize it or not, it certainly has been, um, you know, something that we've all worked very diligently on. We work with, at Genesis, mentors and uh, advisors, and oftentimes we're relying on people 
from outside of the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, maybe they're expatriate Newfoundlanders and Labradorians, or they've, you know, been alumni of, of Memorial. Uh, but when we call them up and ask them to work with or, or speak to a startup uh, company or an entrepreneur in our network, they immediately say when and, and how much time because they're just so eager to give back and they want to see Newfoundland and Labrador succeed. And they just, you know, they, they value that opportunity to be able to give back to the startup community we have here. What a recipe for success. For mm-hmm. Well, you uh, know, Alan, all I can think about, everyone is always trying to find the secret sauce of this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? Michelle has just, I think, articulated what the secret uh, sauce certainly. is. I just want to jump in <clears throat> there because, um, you know, I'm working with Newfound Development in a business development role. <clears throat> Newfound Marketing, sorry. And one of the things that I'm really impressed with, excuse me, <clears throat> is... Um, the internship programs that are going on and kudos to Tech NL for this. But I spent 30 years in a retail advertising environment with an older organization that didn't really get into the co-op program. But I can tell you, Michelle, the young people that are coming through newfound marketing are, are incredibly talented. And I, with 30 years experience, I feel really really excited about being able to show them um, a little bit of my experience. Mm-hmm. Not perfect, but I'll give them at least that push. Uh, two high school students just started with us through the high school internship program. It was funny, you know, they were sitting and they were just so frightened to death, I'm sure. You know, they're sitting in front of this gray-haired old guy and I'm pretty easy going. I was trying to to warm them up. And I think the really important part about young people is being not being afraid to ask questions. We did a podcast recently where that was brought up. So anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. You know, and there's there's companies like Newfound Marketing, but there's others in this community that I think need to step up to help train these young people because you know there's enough business for everybody and these young people can really contribute so anyway i'll get off my soapbox but i don't know what your thoughts are on that yeah so i I, you know i'll start with the internship program but i want to lead into a a greater or grander conversation around diversity because i think you know and and it's something that i've been super passionate about and i know you know many members of our startup community have been very passionate about the internship program is one that is just amazing and we love it. And, you know, Verifin, I think perhaps started the trend. They brought in 20 or 30 high school students a couple of summers ago and let them work at Verifin for, uh, for the summer and get that exposure. And that sort of snowballed from there. But, you know, one of the things that we have seen a lot in the startup community is, and and, and in my, you know, years of, of work experience, I haven't really seen it to this extent before. Um, we're engaging youth more now than ever. And I think 20 years ago, you would hire, you know, a young person to come in and give them a job to do and say, here's your job, do, do it. Um, now what's different is that they're giving them a job to do, but they're also saying, how would you do it? And they're asking their opinions and their advice, and they're looking for different ways of, of doing the work. And they're looking for, um, you know, their, their input. And 
we didn't do that 20 or 30 years ago. I certainly wasn't asked my opinion when I was 18 or 19 years old. It was just, here's the job, you need to do it. Um, and it, it's a different way of looking at things. And I think, you know, some of those young people, all of them actually have such incredible insights, incredible knowledge. And uh, oftentimes they can just look at the problem differently. And I, you know, my nine-year-old son is a great example of that. He challenges everything and not in a bad way he just he looks at problems and looks at things and he sees them differently than I do and you know it what would take me perhaps 20 minutes to figure out a solution to this uh this problem he solved it in five minutes because he's just thinking about it differently and so we need to engage that that in those young people and uh I think that's where the magic really happens right yeah. To lead over into diversity because youth is a you know a, a subset of diversity. Um, at Genesis, about six or seven years ago now, we became incredibly focused on uh, diversity, and in particular, we focused uh, early on on trying to get more women in in the technology sector, and yeah. also trying to recruit more immigrants into the technology sector. And so some of those, you know, immigrants we would be looking for in the community already, maybe they're international students at Memorial, or maybe they relocated to uh, to Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, but also we have a program called the Startup Visa Program, which is a Government of Canada program. And uh, it helps us recruit internationally for um, tech entrepreneurs that want to move to this province to start and grow their tech company. And so, uh, you know, the I, I think the ultimate value in uh, building out diversity and inclusion efforts in the technology sector is that we just simply can't do it and won't grow our sector if we keep focusing on one subset of the, um, uh, you know, of the demographic. We need to prove and show that um, the technology sector is inclusive and that it's available to everyone and that anyone of any gender, any sex, any race should be encouraged to, uh, to participate. And then the other thing is that, um, you know, technology companies are working on some of the world's biggest problems, how to solve food insecurity, how to put people on Mars, how to, you know, how to create autonomous vehicles. Um, in order to do that, you really do need all minds and you need creative people and talented people. And so in order to do that, you need to make sure that you're building an inclusive company and a company that, um, you know, has diversity of thought. So it's become important to us. And uh, we know it's become important to the startup community um, in Newfoundland and Labrador as well. Maybe it's another secret to success. Who knows? <laughs> Well, 100%. And, and I think hand in, in glove with that is that Newfoundland is a fairly welcoming place. Mm -hmm. People, when they come to Newfoundland, they feel that warm embrace of the culture that's there, the, uh, the art and the music and everything embraces them. And yet they're opened, Newfoundland and Labradorians are opened to to embracing other people's culture in there so it's just a natural flow into the business sector and, and again to name some of the great companies that have come through your doors 
Genoa Design is a great example of that. What a wonderful, inclusive company mm-hmm. that is. I mean, talking to uh, Len and Gina, you almost want to go to work there right away. <laughs> it just they invite you in. You know what I mean? So I, I take your point 100%. And uh, it's really nice to see that you have a, a razor focus on that because uh, it's something that sometimes we get set in our ways. Oh, we're doing business this way. But you're so right. We need we need to be looking at challenges globally through all the lenses, mm-hmm. not just one or two lenses. We need all the lenses because there are there are some challenges in the world that need to be solved, and you've named a number of them. Where do you see Genesis going in the future? What what's on the horizon? What's exciting about what's on the horizon for you? And why should people pay attention to Genesis at, right now? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we have some very exciting things that we launched earlier this year. And in the midst of the pandemic, we weren't sure that we were going to be able to, but I'm very excited that they've come to fruition. Uh, Genesis now has, uh, I guess, a bookend on the downtown, if you will. We're at the base of Signal Hill, and we also are in the Railway Coastal Museum building on the west end of Water Street as well. So we have the top two floors of that uh, building and uh, we have, you know, approximately 10 to 15 uh, tech companies working out of that space. Uh, We have about 10 to 15 working here at our Signal Hill uh, space as well. And uh, we also have our co-working facility in the Railway Coastal Museum downtown. So uh, it's hustle and bustle with with our spaces and and that's really exciting. We also launched an Evolution Plus program, which is a program that bridges the gap between our Evolution program, which is an early stage idea validator uh, program for early stage entrepreneurs and our flagship program called Enterprise. So the Evolution Plus program is meant to be, um, you know, provide people with a six month runway to help them uh, get to uh, to that next level and to, you know, build out their product a little further, to understand their market a little better, to understand their sales process and all of that stuff. So we're really excited about where that's going to take us. And, uh, you know, aside from that, we're just very focused on building the community and, and growing the community. So, you know, we've all heard the news about Newfoundland and Labrador, and we've seen the PERT report, the uh, Premier's economic Economic, uh, recovery report. Um, Newfoundland and Labrador has some challenges, and uh, you know they're not they're not new challenges. But uh, I think the the report certainly laid them out in a in a way that people are having lots of conversations about them. Our job, as we see it, is to keep creating more companies, uh, keep encouraging entrepreneurs to start technology companies. And, uh, you know, ultimately with the goal of creating more Verifins and more Genoas and more Hey Orcas and uh, more Misas. So, um, you know, we're, we're very, we're just remaining very focused on that. Well, there's, there's no doubt about it. You're going to be a big part of uh, the future of Newfoundland and Labrador, which I believe to be uh, very bright. Michelle, back to you personally now. Do the two boys have an entrepreneurial spirit? I'm curious. <laughs> they definitely do. My youngest has been um, uh, dragging his dad into the woods to cut uh, trees so that he can make arrows. He's really into bow and arrow building. 
And uh, the reason that he's doing that is because he wants to sell them at uh, summer camp. So uh, he's been he's been very entrepreneurial. And he told me the other day that uh, he got a tree from the woods at his summer camp and he's making mulch out of the tree and he's going to sell the mulch at the end of the summer. So he's very entrepreneurial. I think my oldest is much more like his dad. He's going to probably be an engineer. Uh, I don't think he's going to end up in the uh, entrepreneurial world. But who knows? We're, we we keep uh, encouraging them. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, Michelle. I have two boys as well. And, you know, I've had a sideline business for 30 years. People calling at 11, 11.30. Sometimes it scares people away, you know, when they sit and see dad is on the phone talking business again at 11.30 at night. It's like, you know, that that can say to them, well, and you know what? That's That's great. But I think being entrepreneurial in your career is important. And I think your mom and dad should be incredibly proud of the entrepreneurial spirit you're showing. Uh, the center of technology in Newfoundland is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Michelle, we, uh, we often ask our guests to leave the audience with one small takeaway, a piece of advice. And, and maybe if you could reflect back on uh, young Michelle Sims leaving St. Anthony for St. John's, what would you say? What would you say to her today or, or, or beyond? I would probably leave the audience with two pieces of advice. I think number one is uh, if you have an idea or if you have that entrepreneurial bug and you think you'd like to start something, do it. Um, and I think there's never been a better time uh, as, um, as a province, we have lots of supports for entrepreneurs, whether that's in the tech sector or, you know, in a, in a non-tech uh, environment, there is loads and loads and loads of supports out there right now. And then the other uh, piece of advice that I would leave is uh, if you have, um, you know, if you think you'd be able to mentor or you would like to invest in a company or you have something to give the startup community, I would say connect with us and we will help you find uh, the, the right location to put that either advice or knowledge, guidance, resources, what, ha- what have you. Uh, we love connecting our entrepreneurs with, uh, with uh, other people who want to help. Jerry, your final thoughts? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I'm very rarely speechless, but I, I, I just love what you've outlined for us, Michelle. I think about um, St. Anthony and, you know, your parents and the entrepreneurial spirit that they show. I always thought about business, you know, Alan, you start a restaurant in New York, you know, if you're doing a crappy job, you, you might take a year or two before so many people come through and you've made a few dollars. In Newfoundland, I think you got to get it right really quickly. Um, I would imagine that's same for the tech industry. The other thing, uh, Alan and I are talking a lot to people in the construction industry, and it's interesting to hear the stories of how technology, you know, uh, one of the guys was talking about an exoskeleton to help uh, workers lift rocks and things. I mean, it's just the marrying of technology and older industries together is interesting to Alan and I. And anyway, you know, I just want to say that, uh, Michelle, I, I keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, there's so much more success coming out of, uh, going to come out of what you're doing. I think it's just, it's just exciting 
Alan and I, I think, and not to speak for you, Alan, you can speak for yourself as people, as our followers know, but I think uh, we, we are at the cusp of something special here. And I just love having a little tiny part in it, getting these stories out there. For 30 years, I've been out talking to people, Michelle, and, you know, in the back rooms. And now with this little podcast we're doing, we get an opportunity to give you, a, 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 you know, there's lots of other forms out there, but at least a long form type of opportunity to tell people the story. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to hearing more and more about what the Genesis Senator Center is doing. So, sorry, long-winded, Alan, over to you. You can tell well, I'm excited. <laughs> what another wonderful episode of Gale Force Wins. And uh, thank you very much, Michelle, uh, for joining us. Uh, the conversation around the level of collaboration in Newfoundland and Labrador right now is inspiring. And I hope that people understand that Newfoundland and Labrador is a wonderful place to come and be creative and be innovative because there's a lot of support there. And the Genesis Center is, is in my opinion, the epicenter of how all of that works. And Michelle, uh, you've been with it for a long time. Uh, you've got some great corporate knowledge there that you can pass on to companies that, uh, as they arrive and need that guidance to enter into this uh, wonderful ecosystem in Newfoundland and Labrador. You've seen companies come through that are doing things that are globally recognized, underwater yeah. robotics, digital twinning for ships, financial management software, the likes of which the globe has never seen, have all come through your doorstep and received your mentorship and your guidance. Your work has been admirable. That's uh, the only way I can describe that. I always leave the audience with my own piece of advice, and that is the world needs more Michelle Sims. So thank you very much. Thank you, Alan and Jerry. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds. W-I-N-S dot com.